Hello, ladies and gents. This is Casey Campbell, and you're listening to It's Tempting. You better buckle up. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It's Tempting with me, Casey Campbell. It's another Tuesday, you guys, and it's we're getting towards the end of season five. Yeah. Um, okay, so before we dive into season five, a little bit of updates. So number one, you guys have been a part of this drive across the country, leaving LA journey, and it looks like I am staying in Florida for the foreseeable future, okay? I have an apartment here. I'm starting I have a job. I've got my podcast set up. I'm officially like a creator at HGAB Studios in Miami. So that's freaking awesome. So pat on the back to me. Woohoo! Humble brag. So I'm pretty much set up in Florida for the foreseeable future. I visited LA. I saw my family and friends. And I'm not going to lie, when I first went back, I've been really lonely in Florida because I really don't know anyone here. So when I first went back, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I want to move back to LA. And it was so nice being with my family who I'm so close with. And it was so awesome like being with like my real friends, like my friends that I've been with for like 20 plus years and seeing like just like Katie and just different different people. I couldn't see everyone that I wanted to see, honestly, because it was such a limited amount of time. And everyone LA is so freaking huge. And a lot of my friends and family are in Ventura County. So it was just hard to see everyone in such a short amount of time. But I just don't have those kind of bonds in Florida. So I definitely was like, damn, do I want to move back? But then, but then at the end of my little LA trip, I got back on my plane, went back to Fort Lauderdale and landed at the airport and went back to my apartment, snuggled in my bed. And I was like, damn, I love Florida. Like I really do, you guys. Like it just, I can't explain it. Like I'm lonely for sure, but I'm just going to give it more time to like make friendships and like build bonds here and like build my life here because I fucking love it freaking love it here (laughs) my bad we're still in that whole not cussing trend but I just love it I love the weather I love my little beach life I love riding my bike I love wearing like casual like bikinis and big t-shirts every day I love being tan I love never being cold ever. I love never wearing, having to wear a jacket. I love the tropicalness, but not being stuck in the middle of the ocean. Cause that was one thing that I really struggled with when I lived in Hawaii. I loved island life. Like I, I'm such a beach girl, but I hated being stuck in the middle of the ocean. Like I had the worst island fever ever. So Florida is like living in Hawaii, but like you're not stuck in the middle of the ocean. So yeah, that's my update is I am here for the foreseeable future. Maybe I'll do a little bi-coastal situation one day once I like really get like my bread right, you know, maybe like invest in some real estate, get a little place in Arizona, get a little place in LA, get a little place in Florida. Maybe we'll be all over the place. But right now, Florida is where I'm at. Also, my birthday's coming up and I'm super freaking excited because I was like, what am I going to do for my birthday? And then I was like, holy crap, I've only ever been to Disney World for college cheer competitions, okay? Like that was what I did when I was in college. I would go to Disney World for college cheer comps. And it's different going to Disney World when you're on a 
team, okay? Like you have to like be on the team bus and you have to do everything the team wants to do and you gotta wear your uniform and like it's a team thing, okay? It's not the same as just like going to Disney World. So this is actually, so yeah, it kind of dawned on me. I was like, holy crap, like I can go to Disney World for my birthday. So I was gonna go solo, just like solo Disney World day on October 7th. (laughs) But then Iris is coming to Florida. So she was like, hey, like I wanna go to Disney World. So I was like, frick it like come with me and then her man was like what the hell girls like I want to come so then it was like us three and then our friend Brittany was like hey I want to come so now it's like a friend trip so me and like a little group of friends we're all gonna do a little three-hour road trip together to Disney World I'm so excited it's gonna be so much fun we're all we all can't wait we're all like new to Florida we're all trying to like well one of the girls isn't new but we're all like forming a little friend group together and we're going to do Disney World for my birthday. So I'm freaking excited about that. Plans for the pod. As you guys know, I am just trying to get caught up with season five as quickly as possible. I had to take t- some time off for moving and my car accident and then I did have some guests on. So it just put me really behind. I am going to be doing longer episodes each week. I think this episode's probably going to be an hour and a half to two hours long. Um, I'm thinking so we're gonna get caught up as quickly as possible and then as soon as I'm done with season five I'm going to go back to the beginning well not the total beginning but back to season two I'm gonna recap season two and then I'm also gonna have guests on like I think Iris is gonna come on again I have other people that I want to have on someone that was just recently on the challenge on MTV he's probably gonna come on the end of October So yeah, we're just slowly but surely leaning out of TI, okay? I'm still going to finish season five. I'm actually really excited about it now that I'm at like overnight dates and final bonfires. Um, But I'm definitely still going to recap season two. So I'm going to have all seasons that are out in the world of TI are going to be recapped by me. Stoked about it. But I'm still going to be leaning out. I'm still going to be bringing on guests and we're going to kind of see where this pod is going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do with my living room couch yet. For anyone that doesn't know, that was my other podcast, solo podcast that I was doing back when me and Aaron were doing It's Tempting. And it was a vibe, but it was very like unhinged. Okay. I pretty much just talked about anything and everything that crossed my mind. Okay. I recapped like random shows, random movies. I talked about like current events, pop culture, dating, relationships, mental health. It was just all over the place. It's just like an unfiltered ADHD, like (laughs) Casey rant. Okay. I'm kind of wondering like do I want to keep that separate and start doing my living room couch episodes again or do I want to incorporate my living room couch into its tempting? Let me know your thoughts. I take your guys' thoughts seriously. And then my last little rants because, you know, we're leaning out of TI so we're incorporating real life current events and trends into it. So this week (laughs) there was a certain trend on social media, it started out on TikTok, I think, and then it like made its way into the Instagram world and then it made its way into just the world in general. The Roman Empire trend, okay? <laughs> so I was just minding my business one evening, okay? I was busy, I was working all day. I got off work, I came home, I like made my dinner. I'm like finally like face washed in my pajamas in bed, about to pick what I'm gonna watch for the night, candle lit, I'm scrolling through TikTok. Okay, you guys, I'm painting the scene. I'm scrolling through TikTok 
And as I'm scrolling through TikTok, I start seeing this trend where there's these girls and they're asking men in their life, like in real time, like, hey, like how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And I'm thinking like these guys are going to say never. Okay, I'm like convinced. I'm like, that is the most random ass thing I've ever heard in my life. And without fail, you guys, as I'm scrolling, each dude, different dude, different state, different area, each dude with almost zero hesitation is like, oh, I don't know, not that often. And the girl's like, what's not that often? Oh, I don't know, just like three, four times a week? Like, what? (laughs) So then I really started diving in, okay? I'm like looking everywhere. And apparently an insane majority of men in the world, American men specifically, are thinking about the Roman Empire a crazy amount. Like I'm talking like the least amount is like twice a week. The most amount is like three, four times a day, okay? And this is not just like one man, two men. This is like a crazy amount. That's why it's become a trend. So then I was like thinking to myself, I was like, what the hell is going on? Because this is this can't be normal. And I was like, and I don't think I hang out with men that are just thinking <laughs> thinking about the Roman Empire on the brag. I just like, I hope I'm not because that's crazy. So I was like, man, like I don't really have anyone I can ask. But then I was like, you know what I do? I do have like a couple people I can ask. And like, I also know that these people like number Number one, I'm convinced before I even asked them, I was like, they definitely aren't the kind of guys that are like thinking about the Roman Empire on a regular basis. <laughs> okay. I'm like, if they tell me they are, like, I would be shocked. Number two, they're the kind of guys and like we have the type of like vibe that like they're not gonna bullshit with me. Like if they're thinking about it, they're gonna tell me. If they're not thinking about it, they're gonna tell me they're not thinking about it. So of course I ask and I was right with zero hesitation. Never, okay? Never do they think about the Roman Empire, okay? Like a normal ass human being. Cause like, I feel like the guys that I hang out with the guys that I vibe with, like they have like real life shit that they're worried about. Okay. Like their job, their livelihood, like goals, their future. They're not like thinking about the past. So then I like really dove into it. You guys, I'm sorry. I'm going on a rant right now. I'm sorry. It just, it blew my mind because I'm like, what kind of men are just regularly thinking about the Roman empire? It almost has me like, like freaked out about like simulation shit. Okay. Cause I'm like, Are there just like, if the simulation is real, okay, the matrix is real, are there just like a whole, is there like a room of men that are just like all hooked up to the same shit and they're just like typing into their like algorithm, oh, like let's give them like, oh, we don't know what to fill their thoughts with, like let's just have them think about the Roman Empire three times today to like fill up some time because the guys I hang out with, like I said, they're clearly hooked up in a different room because they ain't thinking about this shit. Like I'm, it it blew my mind, you guys. It really blew my mind. So let me know if your man or a man in your life, booty call, I don't know, friends with benefits, husbands, partner, ex, whatever it may be, brother, dad, any man in your life, let me know. Are they thinking about the Roman Empire? Because if they are, I don't know, man. Maybe we need to reevaluate because when I really thought about it and I dug a little deeper, I was kind of stoked that the guy, guys that like I asked, they were like, never. Because guys that I used to hang out with in my old life, they 100% are the type of idiots that are thinking about the Roman Empire on a regular basis. So I was almost like pat myself on my back like, Casey, you've had growth because now you don't hang out with guys that are thinking about the Roman Empire in their free time. They're thinking about real life shit. They're making real life shit happen. So yeah, that's my rant. Um, 
in my humble opinion, I think that we need to not be hanging out with guys that are thinking about, you know, they need to be like present in this century in like this, this day and time, you know, we got a lot of shit to worry about now in 2023. Let's not be stressed about the past. That's just where I stand on it. So that's the trend this week that blew my mind. It's been occupying my mind, as you can see. That's, that's that, you guys. The Roman Empire is just taking over again. You know, they took over once and they're taking over again. Okay, that's my rants. Let's dive. I'm like, okay, and rant over. Now let's talk about what we're really here for. Season five, Okay. So we left off, we're just going to dive right in. So we left off in episode eight, Hall and Michaela, he went and told her like, yo, me, Caitlin, we're over. Let's start a life together. Well, not, he didn't really say it exactly like that, but they're going to start a thing together. That's where we left off. And Hall is just saying he's so happy that he can start building the relationship with Michaela now. So now we're going to go whoop, over to the girls' villa. Girls Villa, it's time to turn up. We find out that the theme for tonight is pirates and mermaids. Not going to lie, I love the theme. Super cute theme, original. And then I think it's Mike. He toasts to finding the treasure at the end of, the, at the end of this experience. Great toast. Love it. Cute. Adorable. Caitlin is just, is this, she just got dumped, okay, from her freaking eight-year engagement. So she's saying that she has no words or feelings. She's just numb and she's ready to turn up. And then it just pans to this party. And this party looks like a vibe. Like they said they're going to turn up. They they turned up. Okay. We got sword fights in the pool. We got people making out. We got champagne popping. We got twerking. We got abs flexed everywhere. We love it. We're here for it. Pirates and mermaids. Hell yes. Caitlin and Sebastian, they're in the pool, and he goes in for the kiss, okay? And I'm not going to lie, he has some game because he kind of played it safe with, like, the double cheek kiss at first, you know? Because it's, like, it's kind of big. It's kind of scary. It's, like, she's actually single now. Like, what am I going to do? So he kind of grabbed her face and did, like, the cheek kiss, and then he went for the mouth. And I was like, okay, I see you, Sebastian. I see that game, and I'm here for it. And then Caitlin says, we went for a little swim, referring to her and Sebby. Sebi, if you guys don't know, is Sebastian's nickname. Everyone is cheering them on. And of course, Mike is kind of watching them with major side eye. And honestly, this is my thing, okay? Because I do feel for him. But also, like, low key, you snooze, you lose. Like, she's single now, my guy. Like, she's single as hell, okay? And all the guys in that house have wanted her. It seems like she's been, like, the hot commodity in that house, but unavailable because she's the one that's engaged. So as soon as she came into that house and was like, I am single, like you needed to get there before Sebastian okay because with a girl like that okay a girl that's like beautiful smart has her shit together has a business like has goals like she's like wifey okay this girl is a wife you need to get there before the other men okay like you snooze you lose and with that kind of girl you just got to make shit happen you know there's no time to be scared there's no time to like tiptoe around this shit you need to be like I want her I'm gonna go get her Okay, men, take notes. Guys Villa, we're over, gosh, I'm on one today. I feel it. I don't know what's happening. It's a Sunday afternoon, man, and I'm just like, whoo, I've had a lazy day, so maybe I just need to get some energy out. Okay, guys Villa, the red light goes off because obviously Sebby and Caitlin are making out in the pool. Hall 
asks Michaela to sleep in his bed with him. He's ecstatic and he admits he's very nervous. And then in the confessional, he says, and this is a direct quote, he's definitely going to give her some southern lips tonight. And he makes like a weird smacking noise and honestly just kill me okay I was like I cannot with this man he is so cringe and he immediately laughs at himself because I think he also gave himself the ick he realized how like icky that came off and he says oh I'm a cheese ball I mean I do respect that he can call himself out I will say because it, it was it was so corny I was like my guy come on so also by the way if I like sniffle a lot today I've had like a little cold like for like a week now so um yeah it's been actually really annoying I'm not gonna lie today is like the least sniffly I've been but that's kind of what's going on so if I cough or have a little sniffle that's I've been under the weather okay now we're back to the girls villa the red light goes off and Paris gasps and jumps up Vanessa wants to know what's wrong and then she sees the light and says oh shit when she realizes and then Caitlin, our girl Caitlin, she says she doesn't even give a F about that. And then direct quote, it's probably Hall saying, hey, I'm single. Let's have sex. And she's kind of like throwing her hands up like party mode. Like, hey, I'm single. Let's have sex. Sebastian says he's he the camera like pans over because Sebastian is chatting with Vanessa <coughs> as this is going on. That's what I meant about my cough and cold, you guys. So sorry. I'm going to try really hard not to. I also was like really like running late today. So I didn't have time to get my traditional Red Bull. So it's just it's just an overall mess, you know. <laughs> so that's what we're dealing with. Um, Sebastian is telling Vanessa she'll be good. She's in good hands. Again, I'm jealous. Okay. Like Caitlin really got dumped right on Temptation Island. It's like if I got dumped by my ex and then I went back to a pirates and mermaid party with like hot guys I've been like refraining from the past few weeks because I'm a faithful, never cheated on a human in my life person. And then I have this like hottie that I've been into who's just telling my friend like, oh, she'll be good. She's in good hands. Like, shit, I would freaking be just, it just would have been a different show. It really would have been a different show. You guys would have seen a side of me that very few people get to see, okay? That it's very much like closeted for all of you, okay? But, you know, that just didn't happen. So, Anyways, Vanessa says, oh, Lord, is she trying to stay the night? And he grins and nods his head. Of course, he's grinning. He's like, finally, we've just been like playing games this whole time and finally ain't going to be playing no more. In the confessional, he says he obviously feels bad for her, but at the same time, it's a weight lifted off of his shoulders because he can explore the connection fully without wondering if she's going to go back to Hall or not direct quote that's for sure closed and now she can just be open with me and I do like get that okay because how can you ever fully explore a connection with a woman that's engaged to another man you can't so I I get like he feels bad for her, but at the same time like I would be stoked too if someone I was really into is finally single and available and like we can really see what this is about so then it pans over to them in real time and they are on the couch and she's like very much kissing his neck and ear he's loving it grinning okay he's living his best life right now 
he tells her that he's honestly sorry for everything she went through today. And then it pans to her in the confessional showing her empty ring finger. Is that the right hand? Left, yes. Empty ring finger saying she guesses she's single at this point. You can tell though, like I'm very like, I have a very strong intuition and I can really read people. She's not okay. Okay, in this moment, she's definitely tipsy. She's definitely not okay. So I kind of feel I have mixed feelings about it because I'm like stoked. She's like pursuing the connection with Sebi. But at the same time, I'm like, girl, I don't know if you're totally ready yet. Like you just went through something really like hard and traumatic and heartbreaking. And it's like you're already like no ring. I'm going to go get it on with this guy. But, you know, no judgment. Go off queen. Um, And oh, I put this in my note. Um, I've been seeing this meme a lot lately and it's something that I relate to. And I think in this moment, it definitely makes sense for her situation as well. The meme is basically, it's not even a meme. It's like a quote. It says, I would rather be the girl people say, how is she still single and not the girl where people say she can do better about. And like truly, Caitlin, if you're listening to this, you are in a whole other league than Hall. You always have been. Like, you can do so much better. Like, I don't get the appeal at all. I understand, like, when you start dating someone when you're younger, like, you fall for them for not, like, their looks, but you just you know what I mean? Like it's, it's more than just like their looks and like what they do, but his personality, I mean, everything about it, it I, and I don't get it. And you can do so much better. And I'm saying that like as a complete outsider of the situation, like I never understood it. Like you are just on another level, my friend. So now people are going to be saying, how is she still single? They're not going to be saying, holy shit, she can do so much better. And that is something that I'm living by. Also, side note, <laughs> getting off track, but Caitlin, she like slid in my comments on a photo the other day. She was like, yeah, like when Iris gets to Florida, we should all do like a girl's trip to Miami. And I will say, I don't go out often anymore because it's just not really my life. I'm like really into like a quieter lifestyle now. However, however, when I do go out, rarely I turn up, okay, and I do it right. I go out and I do it right. And I'm just saying, me, Caitlin, and Iris out in Miami, woo! That's going to be a memory, okay? We're going to get some hotties. We're going to get some good content, okay? We're going to do it all. I think that's a vibe, and I can't wait for that to happen. I think we would have a freaking <laughs> memorable, memorable time, a night out in Miami, the three of us. So... Let's put that in the cards. That's definitely happening soon. I don't know when, but it's definitely happening soon. And also, like, I just think it would be so cool. Like, I just feel like me and Caitlin have so much in common. It's just, like, let's show everyone what kind of women we, we really are and, like, what they're missing out on. Like, that's one of my biggest hobbies. It's, like, nowadays, it's, like, if I ever get rejected by anyone, I don't take it personally at all anymore. I'm just, like, damn, like, they're really messing out. I almost feel sorry for them because I'm like, damn, like, you see what you're missing out on? Like, it's a good time over here. Like, you really could just be blessed on the daily. But to each their own, my guy, like, wish you well on your journey. It's obviously not a good one. But I just think me and Caitlin are both on that vibe. And we should just go out in Miami and show everyone what they're missing out on. It's one of my favorite hobbies. I'm not going to lie. Okay, so... She back to back to TI real time. 
So she doesn't know what to feel. And she says she thinks she will wake up the next morning thinking, what the F? Because her and it looks like her and Sebi, they go into her room and they're in bed together. And I'm just going to be honest. Me personally, I am very, I know myself very well. Like ever since I like left my ex after TI, I really spent the last like five years like learning about myself and I know who I am and I am unapologetically myself. And I, anyone that really knows me, like they will tell you that. And I know that I personally, if I just went through a really bad breakup earlier that day, a broken engagement, long-term relationship, whatever it may be, I could not be in bed with another guy that night because I, I'm an overthinker. I get very much in my head. Like I like to not think when I'm hooking up with someone, I like to be in the moment and just like really just be in the moment. Okay. Let shit happen. Let it flow where it might flow. If I had just went through that bad breakup earlier that day, I would be too in my head to like be in bed with another person. That's just me though. And I do not judge her at all for this. Okay. She is single. She F this guy. (laughs) Okay. Honestly. So go off. Do you, but just me personally, I couldn't hop into bed with someone that quick I think we do find out nothing really happened they just made out and cuddled but still I would just be too in my head and if I really liked a guy like I wouldn't want to be too in my head when I was like in bed or hooking up with him you know what I mean I wouldn't want it to make things weird between us but that's just me like I said don't judge her at all and then she says in the confessional ask me tomorrow because tonight I'm fine she does seem tipsy like I said and then the red light goes off at the guy's villa because they are in bed together okay next day caitlin seems lively okay she's like working out she's doing her thing she's jumping around like no regrets okay zero regrets i'm not i'm not seeing any regrets from this girl okay she admits her and sebastian only cuddled but she does want to chat with mike because she doesn't want him to feel like she used him along the way in her journey and again i do like how she's very communicative throughout all of this like she's never she's never really played games with anyone. She's always like she's just a real ass woman. That's why I know me and her would vibe and I want her to come to Miami and like let's hang out because she just like keeps it real. It's like she says what's on her mind. She doesn't play games. It's like this is where I'm at. This is where you're at. This is where we're at together. Like this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want. Like she does not like sugarcoat anything and I really like it. Like she's just she's a grown ass mature woman. It's refreshing. She tells Mike she's so grateful for him and she doesn't want him to feel taken like like she took him for granted. But after yesterday, she's realized that she's so not ready to jump into anything serious and she has no idea what she wants, which is valid. OK, she just got out of a really serious relationship. Um, she doesn't want to hurt him and she admits that they do have a connection. He kind of cocks his head to the side and looks at her like she's lost it. I don't know if that was just like bad editing, but he definitely looks a little like taken aback. He stays silent while um, she's talking and then she says that she wants to be friends and he says he wants to be friends too and she can do whatever she wants to do. I will say this man is very mature and respectful always like even getting rejected and friend zoned and it's just really refreshing. I just feel like nowadays it's just men are just if you reject them they're like you're a hoe you know (laughs) like they just hate you it's like it's men are so immature nowadays but that he's refreshing it's like nice to see 
on national television, especially on TI, because we know in past seasons and with past men, it's like they get rejected or sent home and it's like they fight with you and they're assholes and they make fun of you and they're mean. And it's like this was really nice to see. In the confessional, Mike admits that he did get friend zoned and it sucks, but if she's taking a step back, he needs to follow suit and see how it plays out. Caitlin asks him for a hug and they hug it out because they appreciate each other. So nice, wholesome little moments. So the girls, they're all sitting down in like the living room area with Maricela and she admits to them that she wants to leave alone because she's tired of of making excuses for Chris and telling him how to act and accepting his behavior because his behavior doesn't change. Vanessa hopes that she remembers what space from Chris feels like like in this experience like being in Temptation Island away from Chris. She hopes that Maricela remembers what that space feels like and that she hopes it feels so good that she can't go back to him. And I put in my notes that that is very relatable. That's literally what happened to me. And I put anyone in this world has more of a chance with me than my ex. Oh, yeah. So that this is why I said that. So if you've ever been in a toxic relationship, you know that you're kind of in like a vicious cycle. Okay. And it's very, very hard to get out of. And if you've never been in a toxic or abusive relationship you don't understand it, okay? And you're always like, why don't they just leave? Or why don't, why do they break up and get back to, why are they in this cycle? And it's like, unless you've experienced it, you're not gonna understand it. And it's actually weird because Katie, she, Katie wouldn't mind me saying this publicly, but she recently has experienced a toxic, well, not recently, she's, she's experienced a relationship that was very similar to mine. And she actually has apologized to me recently because she was like, back when you were going through it, I did not understand like at all, like the gravity of it and like the severity of it. I didn't understand what you were going through. And I just felt like I, now that I've experienced it, she's like, I, I understand things and I see things in like a completely different light. Like why? why you weren't okay with certain things and like why you were handling things a certain way and it just all makes sense to me now and that's kind of like this situation and why I'm kind of going on a rant right now but once you're like you get out of a toxic relationship once you finally break the cycle okay and this is to anyone because I know there's a lot of people that are in my dms that are like how did you get out of it how are you so okay this is like a constant theme and like You guys need to listen to me, okay? Because I'm telling you, once you break the cycle for real, okay, and there's no going back anymore, I can't even explain to you what happens inside of you, but the amount of peace and freedom that you feel, it is like the greatest, most refreshing feeling that you didn't even know was like humanly possible. And once you feel that peace and freedom, you guys, it's not possible to go back to your ex because it's it it doesn't even make sense, okay? And like what I put on my notes here, anyone in this world has more of a chance to be than my ex. Like once you've experienced that peace and that freedom, because I think I've been very open about it. After TI filming the first like two, three weeks, I was still kind of stuck in the cycle and the manipulation and the bullshit. And then like two to three weeks after filming is when I really like snapped out of it. And then that from that moment on, me and my ex were never a possibility ever again. And a lot of times, even now, when I like talk to guys or date guys, they still like feel some type of way about it because it's like, 
I was with my ex for like 10 years and it was such like a traumatic breakup on national television and they're just like not convinced that I'm like over it or like over him or like ready for like a new thing and it's like I don't know how to make it clear like anyone on planet earth for the most part has more of a chance of me than my ex like it's it's really like one of those things it just it's not even a human possibility like it just could never happen on like so many levels like on one level like my dad would literally disown me (laughs) okay that's one level my family would disown me um I would lose respect from like business partners like my podcast following um and not even just that, but just like the level of peace and freedom you feel that Mer- Medicella is talking about. It's like once you get a tiny little dose of that, it's the greatest feeling in the world. And why the hell would you risk losing the greatest feeling in the world t- for hell on earth again? You wouldn't. So that's why I kind of wanted to go on that rant because what she's saying is so freaking relatable. So when Vanessa's telling Mer- Medicella, I hope you remember like what this freedom felt like once you're back in front of Chris because it's like you can get sucked back into that black hole man but no I think I think Maricela is like on a good path so anyone stuck in a toxic relationship I promise just stay freaking strong get out of the cycle and like let yourself have a chance to feel that dose of like peace and freedom because you'll never look back like it won't even be possible you will you will be confident about like I will be single for the rest of my life over getting back with that person and I'll die on that hill we need some die on that hill merch okay so then Merit Metacella confirms what I just said she says I love what freedom feel feels like how nice and refreshing it feels like I said It's the greatest feeling in the world. It's as if you've been like suffocating your entire life and now all of a sudden you can take a deep breath and you know what like actually breathing fresh air feels like and you're like, okay, like obviously I don't want to suffocate again. Like I want to keep breathing deep, amazing oxygen all the time. Caitlin reminds her that she's going to have a lot of opportunities for herself after this experience and Maricela says she doesn't care anymore about the Chris situation so I'm I have positive thoughts I don't think I think she had a me moment where it was like she woke up to it she turned the switch off for Chris and she is like home home free man she's never looking back. So now Bryce and Vanessa, they are toasting to no more gray areas and being open and honest with each other. Vanessa like kind of holds her drink up. It looks like a blue fun little drink. She says that she loves it. It looks like it tastes good. And she admits that she feels mixed emotions after seeing Rob's video message. And it seems like in the message that she saw, it seems like a part of him wants to make it work, but part of him thinks he deserves better. And she thinks it's ref. It's refreshing having some TLC from Bryce. But at this point, she thinks she will leave with Rob, but she knows things can change at any moment. Bryce wants to know where they go from here. And I love how honest she is when she admits that she doesn't know what she's going to do yet. Again, a grown woman just like saying what she feels. No games. Like she's not sugarcoating anything. She's keeping it very real and like 100. She wants to make sure she's going to make the best decision for herself. And she recognizes how supportive of her in that regard that Bryce has been. And yeah, he's also, he's given grown man energy too. 
I will say, like, some of the men on this season, they're just the absolute worst in, like, the trenches of hell. But then there's, like, a few that I'm like, oh, it's, like, refreshing. They're, like, a real-ass man that you can just, like, have a real conversation with. It's, like, no bullshit. And that's been refreshing, I will say. So now Tajik. So it looks like we're on these little mini dates, okay? And, of course, Tajik and Paris, they're on a little mini date together. He says, I'm going – because they're painting. We find we see that they're painting together. And he says, I'm going to paint either my future or our future and what that looks like to me. And you could do the same. And at the end, maybe our futures match up because I guess they're each, like, painting their own painting. And I will say, this man, he's always just saying a whole lot of nothing. And – Every time he's saying a whole lot of nothing, Paris is just looking at him with like straight googly eyes, okay? And obviously, like I, I confessed a couple episodes ago, I did watch a few clips of the reunion, so I do know some things that happen, and I I'm I think that Tajik ended up full-blown ghost-moding Paris after this, which is like honestly so fucked up or effed up. But with what ended up happening, I feel bad that she didn't see this coming. But I also just think that kind of reminds us all how young she is. Because like me, I don't know, I've lived some life. Okay, I've, I've dated some real piece of shit dudes. And like I saw this coming from a mile away. But she's very young. So she doesn't have as much like experience with guys. And I just, he's just full of, full of nonsense, this man. And I'm just like, damn, I wish she saw it coming because she really just was under a whole freaking spell. Also, I love this paint date idea. This is actually something I've wanted <laughs> to do lately by myself. I've wanted to like go to Michael's and like get a little canvas and some like paints. And I want to get like a blanket and go out on the beach at sunset, maybe order a pizza. And I want to like paint by the sunset <laughs> by the ocean. That's another reason why I like Florida. It's like in LA, people are always like, why do you like the weather in Florida so much? Like you grew up in LA. It's like people don't understand LA. And I know anyone that lives in like a real cold area is like, oh my God, you don't know what you're talking about. But LA does like get cold for like West Coast warm standards, you guys. Like the beach is always cold and always windy <laughs> like it's very rarely like not windy and not just like comfortable okay so going to watch the sunset at the beach in LA like you're gonna need to have like on a hoodie like you're gonna need to like have a blanket to be in and on like it's not like comfortable like Florida's comfortable it's like at the sunset it's like I could be on a blanket with like a t-shirt and no pants and like be totally comfortable like not hot and not cold so that's the difference so that's my little solo date I want to do with myself I want to do go for a little picnic at the beach and I want to paint and eat pizza <laughs> so that's that you guys my life is real thrilling now I, I will say I've been really liking having like a quieter lifestyle yeah, I think that's why I decided to live in Fort Lauderdale, not Miami, because it's just, I like quieter, quieter. It's just real nice. I'm not going to lie. It's been refreshing. Back to the show. She's happy they have this paint date to keep their connection growing stronger. And he shows his painting, which <laughs> I hate making fun of his painting, but I'm just like, yo, it's like a stick figure house with like a block of like block of blue okay there was like no effort put into this shit it looks like freaking honestly my my three-year-old niece has like created better masterpieces than this thing that he showed but you know go off king 
in it, so he shows this like stick figure house with this like blue block of ocean and it, he says that he sees them moving to Miami together and he painted a big house by the ocean to show that she's like shocked she has like her hand over her mouth she's like she's head over heels right now this man showed her the bare ass minimum painting and she was like oh my future husband like I just cannot she's so in deep with this man it's unbelievable so she literally looks emotional she literally looks emotional over this and then I put the painting is not great but it's the thought that counts lol and then he, this is a direct quote in his confessional. She wants to move Miami. So I painted our house in Miami to let her know where my head is at as well with our future. And I will say like, damn, he's good. Like he's good at F-boying. Okay. He has, he has F-boying down to a science. And then she kisses him at the end of their little date. So then we pan over to Maricela and Christiane. They are making margaritas together. And of course, they're being flirty as usual. And she says anything they do, they make fun and sexy facts. She's um, teaching him Spanish and dancing. The dance lessons that they're doing together, very cute. They seem very comfortable together. And he says this is fun. Well done, Temptation Island. That was a very, very cute date, I will say. So then we go over to Chris. He is teaching Alexis some fitness dance moves and he is swirling those hips. And this is a direct quote. This is this is an impromptu choreography lesson and he's going to end it with a nice little sexy cool down. I'm just going to be honest and I hate that I like I feel like I've been really hating on this man but the way I absolutely in no universe could handle this date okay like I would I just couldn't take it seriously I'd be dying I would be cringing inside okay I just like if you're going to teach me something this is notes to anyone that wants to date me okay I need you to like teach me something that's like I don't know like dangerous sexy like teach me how to like take me to a shooting range and like teach me how to shoot a gun okay I know how to shoot with a gun but like I'll pretend like I don't and like you can show me and like put your arm around me and show me how to like take the safety off and like put my hand on the trigger okay that whole thing okay let's go do that let's like put me on the back of a motorcycle okay let's get a little dangerous okay let's go off-roading let's like teach me something okay teach me one of your passions don't like swirl your hips at me and like teach me choreography okay like absolutely not I just posted this on my freaking um my freaking um on my stories that that podcast um giggly squad it's with like Paige and Hannah they were talking about how they would die like if their man um came to them it was like I'm leaving you for Ariana Grande and then Hannah was like because you know like Ariana Grande just got that little dude that's like Spongebob on Broadway that actor I forget his name I think his name's Ethan but he's like um he's Spongebob on Broadway okay and he dances and he sings and he's just I hate saying this but he's just He's not the cutest, okay? Maybe he's, like, the nicest, friendliest, most amazing, funny guy, okay? But, like, he's not my cup of tea, okay? But they were basically saying, they're like, well, like, he can do the splits. And Paige was like, 
immediate ick. She's like, I don't want my man to be able to touch his effing toes. I don't want a flexible thing about him. And I have never related to something more. Okay, like, I want my man to be able to, like, dance with me. Okay, like, slow dance with me and, like, twirl me around and, like, that kind of shit. Like, cute type of dancing, but I don't want him, like, don't do a high kick. Okay, <laughs> like, absolutely not. Like, you're not gonna do the splits. Like, you are not going to swirl your hips at me. You're not gonna teach me choreography it's like I'm the dancer I'm the cheerleader like let's leave that shit to me let's do something different together like I said let's go off roading let's pull up on a waterfall let's like swim under the waterfall make out skinny dip you know you get the vibe okay that's the type of shit I'm going for that's just me but this whole scene I was like I could never I would die I would literally die I would be like on camera you would see it on my face I'd be like oh no please end it now I can't do this but Alexis handled it like a pro I think she's genuinely into him because the only way you can just like get through this is if you're genuinely into someone he said he would have dove in head first with Alexis if he would have known Maricela would end things with him in the message because their connection was beautiful. Honestly, this is one thing I hate about Temptation Island. And I even put on my notes, be your own person, Christopher. It's like that was one thing that I... I give myself a pat on the back because everybody was like, as soon as like your ex was like cheating on you on national television, it's like all the guys wanted you like, why the hell weren't you like diving in? And it's because that wasn't where I was at. Like, I'm not going to just like hook up with someone to retaliate against my cheating piece of shit ex. Okay. It's like, number one, I wasn't in a place mentally where I could even do that. It wasn't fair to these guys because there were actual guys there that had a crush on me and like wanted to build a connection. So it's not fair to them where I'm like heartbroken. I'm just like hooking up with them to like basically get back at my ex. Like that's effed up. And then on top of it, like I really pride myself on the fact that I am a loyal, faithful person. Okay. I do have a lot of faults. I am far from perfect. Okay. And I own that shit. I do. I have shit that I'm working on. But one thing that nobody can say about me, I am loyal as fuck and I'm faithful as fuck and I have never cheated on anyone before and I never will. And I'm not going to cheat just because my significant other cheated. Okay. So we were still together. We had not broken up yet. And I am not going to cheat just because he's an asshole. And that's one thing I hate about Temptation Island. It's like people are always doing stuff to retaliate. It's not because that's actually what they want to do. And that's like what this moment is giving me. It's like, oh, it's like he he would have dove in if he would have known like Maricela was over it. It's like, well, you either were or you won't. Like pick a lane, okay? Like don't like base your decisions and your morals on on someone else it just drives me nuts and we see that a lot in temptation island and then um Maris, not maricela um alexis and chris they're just being really flirty and giving each other high fives so then we pan over to rob and des they're in the kitchen and they're baking this is a super cute date i would love this i love to bake and i think like cooking dates and like baking dates are really fun so he's excited to get one-on-one -on -one time with her they are eating the dough. Gosh, I have the hiccups. They are eating the dough. Another thing I would love to do baking. I always, I swear by this. I'm sorry. Like, I have been licking the spoon and licking the bowl when I bake my whole life. I've never gotten salmonella. You know when they're always like, oh, you're going to get salmonella? No. Okay. You can't bake and not lick the spoon and not lick the bowl. That's like a rule in my book. 
So I love that they were eating the dough. I was like, you guys are real ones. <laughs> so they have a little food fight. Love this whole little moment. Okay, good vibes. My kind of date. They're kissing. They're cute as fuck. Um, they're having a full-blown food fight. Adorable. Loved it. Here for it. Great is painting Nafisa. She comes out in a robe and she's wearing nothing believes. LOL. He says, oh my God, you are beautiful. He shook. And then she poses for him like Titanic style. Okay. She's like on like a little bench thing, like all posed up and he's like painting her and she's just wearing leaves. He says he loves that her guard. Actually, now that I think of it, they've had two Titanic moments. They had the moment in the truck where the window's like all foggy and she like smacks her hand on it. That was like the Jeep moment in Titanic. And then um, this moment is also a Titanic moment. Interesting. Also, total, total back to the Roman Empire shit. So I was also thinking like, what is the equivalent of the Roman Empire for women? Okay, because I'm like, if men are like really thinking about the Roman Empire so freaking often, like what do we think about so often? I honestly don't think about anything that often, not three to four times a week, but there are a few things, women as a society, I'm like, I can name a few things that we think about often. I'm going to name four things. Number one, Titanic. I feel like as women, we think about that pretty often. I don't know why I can't explain it, but we do. Maybe Leonardo DiCaprio has a lot to do with it. Number two, the Romanovs. Okay, <laughs> you know, Anastasia and that whole like the Romanov assassination. I feel like we think about that a lot <laughs> as women. I don't know why, but we do. I think we do. Um, Tom Holland lip syncing to Umbrella in lip sync battle. That whole moment, that whole scene. Women as a society, I think about, I think we think about that more often than, than the average human. And what was my last one? Oh, Anne Boleyn and like King Henry VIII. I think that's who it was, King Henry VIII and like beheading all of his wives. I think about that very often, actually. I'm not going to lie. Okay, like that, that shit was crazy. I think about that pretty often. Again, not three to four times a week, but definitely more than the average person. So those would be, oh, and number five, Princess Diana. So correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, but would any of those you would say would be the equivalent of the Roman Empire to men? I think so. I think I just hit the nail on the head. Okay, anyway, so back to great. They're having their Titanic moment. He says he loves that her guard is down and she says, I'm here with leaves, with leaves on. My guard is down. LOL. That was actually really funny. He shows her the painting and honestly, I she thought the painting was pretty good. I also thought the painting was pretty good. Like, I was actually really surprised. Way better than Tajik's, like, stick figure house. Like, way better, okay? Like, still, I mean, he's not, like, a professional, but I was impressed. And then they kiss. And then it is bonfire time. At this moment in time, when I was writing my notes, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the f last bonfire that they're going to have together as a group. And then we find out at the end of this episode, I was correct. My little veteran status coming in because I remember how this works. So it looks like, yeah, bonfire time. Dramatic, slow motion. We always love that. The slow motion, like light that shit up. Girls are up first. Caitlin is saying that she's still um, she's still feeling numb. And she says this is it. This is it for like her and Hall. He cares about himself and she needs to start taking care of herself. Hell yes, baby girl. 
So then Mark, after they all sit down, he asks how they are and Vanessa admits that she's really anxious and he says, let's, he says, let's just do this and jump in. And of course she is up first. Okay, so Vanessa is up first and her clip is Rob saying he's not ready to let her go because he still loves her and hopes she can change from this. He says that his head is telling him one thing and his heart is telling him another. She's like all smiley while she's listening to this and so is Paris. And you can tell like she loves hearing what he's saying. But then the second part of the clip is him on the couch telling everyone in the group that he hopes she finds a man like him but doesn't want it to be him because he's dealt with her for so long and it drains him. And he's he's emotional while he's saying this. Paris, is, the camera like pans to Paris's face while they're watching this clip and she just seems appalled. And then back on the clip, Des gives him a hug and he says, she's sucking the soul out of my life. Clip ends. Vanessa seems shook and speechless and then she puts her head down and then the clip ends and she's like sobbing, but then she's like laughing. And I'm not gonna lie, you guys, I've become more of a fan of Vanessa throughout this season but this kind of weirded me out, okay? It did. It did. I'm going to own it, okay? That's why you guys listen to this podcast is I keep it real. It's like I want to, like, be really nice to her because I want her to come on the pod. And, like, I do actually like her, like, from what I've seen. I think she's just misunderstood. But I'm not going to sugarcoat my actual thoughts because this whole moment kind of weirded me the hell out. So then she says... He finally came through for me and she's like stoked again. She's like laughing and she's smiling and like teary eyed. And I just got a very different vibe than from watching that clip because what I saw was a man literally brought to tears because you're sucking the life out of him. So I'm just curious why she saw that and was like, oh my God, this is like great. Like she's sobbing and like laughing. It's like happy tears. And I'm like, did we watch different clips? Because I'm confused. And then she explains that he remained solid and she understands that he's hurting, but he didn't allow that hurt to drive him into the arms of someone else. I do get that. I get what she's saying, but I'm also like, is she not aware that he's like been in the arms of death this whole time? Like, that's one thing I'm like, again, confused about. But okay, I do hear what you're saying, though. Direct quote, he didn't look for comfort and love from someone else and she's so proud of him. Again, the laughing and crying thing while saying all this, it's freaking me out a bit. And she says this is the very first time that she's proud of him. Again, I feel like we watch different clips. And then Mark also, I think right now he's on the same page as me and also thinks that they watch different clips because he points out that she completely missed the last part of the clip, which is that she needs to work on herself too. And I put thank you, Mark, in my notes. And he reiterates to her, it's Rob saying he's tired and he can't live up to her standards and that Rob is in pain. Vanessa says she she hears him and Mark says he knows she she hears him. And Mark's point point... Sorry, and Mark points out that even though she thinks Rob is young and immature, there is a wisdom in youth. That's a direct quote. And he wants to know if Vanessa can show this version of herself to Rob at the final bonfire and if it will be enough. And she says again that she understands. So that whole exchange was a little weird for me because I don't think at that moment in time, I don't think Vanessa's really understanding that like 
she's on thin ice with Rob. Like he can't take any more of like her shenanigans. Like, and again, I think her shenanigans are from like a lot of hurt. And I think she's very guarded and very scared of being, being vulnerable. And I don't think it comes from a bad place, but it's still shenanigans and it's still too much for him. And I don't think she's getting that. So now it's Paris's turn and Mark says he is he has a lot he wants to chat with her about. But let's watch the clip first. Yikes. That's never a good way to start a bonfire clip. The clip is of Great and Nafisa and they're hooking up in the truck and then they're naked in the shower. And she just during the clips because it's just showing pan just panning through them hooking up. She keeps saying, what is this? And is saying, oh my God, oh my God. And Mark says, this is all the same things she's felt before. And she tells him it's all the same bullshit again. And she's crying and tired of this shit. She says, direct quote, I chose not to F Tajik in the house because I respect great. And I'm here watching him do all this bullshit. And she admits that she's done nothing but kiss Tajik and honestly again I do like Mark a lot but he has a really bad habit and I don't know if it's him or if it's production and his earpiece telling him what to say he has a very bad habit of defending the freaking worst people on TI okay he really does. It's not a good look. I even put on my notes, ew, and Mark is defending Great, saying that Great would think she's having sex based on the clips. I get what he's saying, but he has to do- stop defending these piece of shit men on national television. It is such a bad look. I stand by that. It is. It's like he did it with Evan, and now he's doing it with Great. It's like there's no excuse, okay? The way they are acting is embarrassing. It's disrespectful. It's delusional. Like, why are we defending them, Mark? Like, you are a good man with, like, a healthy relationship, an amazing wife, an amazing family. Why are you defending these assholes that are, like, the worst of the worst, the lowest of the low? I don't get it. And then... And then Paris makes a good point. She says, I see the moaning when I'm with Tajik. I don't moan. I literally put fair point, Paris. And then Mark says he's not arguing with her over if Great had sex or not. He just thinks that she's mixing up a physical and emotional connection. And again, in my notes, I put it's all effed up, Mark. Don't package it as a fairy tale, please. And Paris makes it clear she's done and she apologizes. But direct quote, every bonfire, it's the same shit again. Amen, girl. Say it louder. And Mark reminds her that at the final bonfire, she can tell Great whatever she wants to tell him. And that's the end of her clip. It's Medicella's turn and Mark says she's been sitting there like an angel just waiting for her turn. And the fact that he said that again makes me think just knowing how production works I think him and Paris probably went back and forth for a while and Paris's clip went on for a while because him saying that makes me think it took a long time to get to Mary Silas' turn. Um, she looks beautiful in that orange dress, I will say, and she is ready for her clip. Her clip is Chris saying he knows <laughs> he knows she will come crawling back and it's too late and she made her choice. Her face says it all. Like I put in my notes, L-M-A-O. She just nods that it was worth it and confirms she will not be crawling back and she doesn't need to please others or worry about how she comes across, which is something she struggles with, has struggled with for way too long. 
Mark asks her if there are other people in her life she's been a people pleaser with and she says she's felt like if she acts a certain way and does right by them that will make them happy but she's realized she was neglecting a lot of herself. She's let her past control her present, her family control her energy and she's regained all control and then Mark says she doesn't owe anyone anything but if it's weighing heavy on her heart you got to get rid of the burden. Facts, relatable, let's discuss. Okay, so this is another thing that I relate to her on. So I, obviously, if you watched my season season one, I was an extremely different version of myself. And I think nowadays, like people that follow me when they see like the types of stuff I post and like my personality and they listen to my podcast, it can tend to turn off people because I'm very, very different than what I was like on my season. And my season, I was still myself and those are definitely like aspects of my personality. Like I am very loyal and loving and faithful and like I am all of those things. But I was also an extremely watered down version of myself and I was a people pleaser to the max and I cared so much about everyone else and everyone else's opinions and not about me. And I was not true to myself, okay? And that went that went more than just my relationship. That went in every aspect of my life. That went into literally my appearance, okay? Like I always really wanted tattoos. Like I'm a very artsy, creative person. And I always wanted tattoos. I never got them because I didn't want to upset my mom, <laughs> okay? Like the way I do my hair, my makeup, I now have lip filler, the way I dress, like everything about it from like my appearance to what I do for work like to where I live like I never left LA even though I wasn't happy there it's like I have done so many things now where I truly and I say this like honestly like I am unapologetically myself now like I am who I am I'm doing what I want to do I look the way I want to look I act the way I want to act. I date who I want to date. I hook up with who I want to hook up with. Like I do not do anything that I don't want to do. And I do not look a way that I don't want to look. And I don't give a frick what anybody thinks about me. It's like if someone doesn't want to be my friend, if someone has a problem with it, it's like, okay, on to the next. Like peace out. Like that's another thing that I've seen on Reddit in the past. I don't look at Reddit, but they're like, oh, like Casey like goes through friends all the time. It's like I don't necessarily go through friends all the time. I just know what I'm about and what I will and won't put up with and when something is done and over with I'm peace the f out and on to the next you know like I'm just I don't give a fuck (laughs) okay and it's been hard because I was such a people pleaser so I think that's another reason why I've lost people or why it's been hard for people to stay in my life because like I said it's all about me now like I'm living my life for myself and it's a level of freedom and peace that I've never felt before and it's definitely taking people some adjusting like my mom it's definitely taken her some time to adjust because my mom is very like love her to death but she's very conservative and very like girly and very like things need to be done a certain way and like I'm very loud and in your face and like love tattoos and lip filler and like dress skimpy and sexy and like I all I'm a fighter she's a lover okay like it's It's definitely been hard for her, I think, but also at the same time, she's so freaking proud of me because the way I live my life and I don't care what anybody thinks, like she wishes she could be like me. Like I'm almost, she's even told me like she looks up to me. Like I'm like almost like a role model for her. So I understand what Mark is saying, but at the same time, 
And I do agree because there have been situations like where posting certain photos or stuff, my dad has been like, Casey, like I would really like at you're a grown woman and like you can do whatever the hell you want to do with your life. But like as your dad, like can you as a favor to me, like if you love me, can you please? And like I at first I'd be like, oh, like, no, I'm not going to like do that. Like I'm going to do my thing because I'm stubborn and like strong willed and I'm going to like live my life the way I want to live it. Like I'm a fighter. Like I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Nobody's going to tell me. But what Mark just said, if it starts weighing heavy on your heart and there were things that I was doing that were weighing heavy on my heart and I'm like, I don't want to affect my family or people I love in that way or like future relationships. So there have been things that I've had to change because they were weighing on my heart. So I will say what Mark is saying is relatable. It's like, go off, Maricela, like do you and to anyone listening to this, like do you live your life? Like you are blessed with one shot on earth, like in this body, in this life, okay? And you should live it however the hell you want. But at the same time, if it ever is weighing on your heart and you have a gut feeling or you're hurting people that you really care about, because I don't give a I don't care about anybody's opinion except my circle of people, okay? Like my family and my close inner circle, the people that really know me, okay? That like outside of like Instagram and outside of the podcast, outside of all that, like they're in my actual real everyday personal life, the life that like you guys don't see or know about, those people I care about. And like if they have, if they're feeling some type of way, like I'll try to work it out with them. And I, I'm glad that he said that because that is a very valid thing when you're trying to live your truth and not be a people pleaser anymore. Um, yeah, wow, that was a rant. <laughs> I've, I've been going on some rants today. Okay, Caitlin's turn. But also, also, you guys said you guys like the longer episodes, so I'm delivering right now, okay? I'm adding in all that extra shit that I've been, like, cutting out the past few weeks. So I'm giving you the content. I'm giving you my unfiltered, crazy thoughts, and hopefully you guys are here for it. Okay, Caitlin's turn, and all she says before her clip goes, she says, let's do it, and then the clip immediately starts. And, of course, it's Michaela and Hall they're discussing starting a family. I cannot even say that shit with a straight face. And he's saying how he's changed his mind with Caitlyn and Michaela. Caitlyn is laughing through the clip. She's shocked when he says, direct quote, I want you to do everything in life. So basically what her issue is, I that note wasn't that good. Basically what her issue is, is like with her he's been pressuring her to like, let's start a family right this second. Okay. And she is like very much like, I just started a business. I'm killing my business. And like, I've talked about this in past podcast episodes. Like, I'm not one where I'm like, I have to have kids. However, if I ever fell in love with the right person and like we decided we wanted to have a baby together, at that point, you are now living for your baby. Okay. And I, that's something I believe in. Like, you need to be the best version of yourself and the best parent and you need to be completely selfless and you need to put everything and you're all into that human because you are now raising a human life and you are responsible for what they do on this earth and what kind of person they become and who they hurt and who they love like you created that and you are responsible and you cannot do that in an appropriate correct way when you are in a moment in your life where you're still being selfish and when you are a business owner and you're building something, whether it be a gym, a podcast, a merch store, whatever it may be, okay, you have to be extremely selfish when you're building something, okay, and you can't be selfish when you have kids, okay, and are raising a family, 
So I understand what Caitlin is saying. She owns business. She started a business. That is her baby right now. She cannot be the mom that she wants to be when she has her business as her baby, okay? And he's been on her ass about it. That's been the biggest issue. But now little Michaela trots in, okay? Little curvy Michaela. And now all of a sudden, like, he has a different timeline. You can do whatever you want in life. I'm not in a rush to have kids. So I would have a freaking major problem with that too because it's like, why are you giving her all the time in the world but me, like, I have to pop out a kid yesterday. <laughs> like what? Not cool. Not fair. I would be pissed too. And like I said, she's shocked when he says, I want you to do everything in life to Michaela as she should be. And even Vanessa says, damn. And Caitlin says no more. Like as she's watching it, like no more of that relationship. And I just put in my notes, like, she should be so happy. He's truly out of her life. Like, honestly, like I'm stoked for her. She's just going to thrive thrive and grow after this and there's going to be a real man out there that's just going to be like her partner like someone that's going to like build shit with her and like create an empire together because that's like the trajectory she's on she needs to be with someone that's on that same trajectory so mark wants to know how it feels to hear hall say that to this new person everything that she's been asking him to say to her and I just put in my notes again, Michaela, I doubt you listen to this, but if you hear about it, if you listen to it, you should be so scared. Like you truly should be terrified. Okay. Cause for him to like be on Caitlin's ass the way he was and for him to completely switch it for you, it's like, number one, he doesn't know what he wants. It's like, why do you want to be with a man that doesn't know what he wants? And number two, it's like for someone to have completely different standards, for the woman that he was with for eight years and then someone that he knew for two weeks on a reality show, that's that should scare you, okay? Like, I know you're younger and you're like, you think this is love and maybe it is, you know? Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I, I own that. I'm not always right. But I've lived some life. I've seen some shit and I just, I'd be terrified. And honestly, your parents, your family, they should be terrified too. Yeah, I just, that's just where I'm at. That's my opinion. She, Caitlin says that she's angry and disappointed, but she feels relieved and doesn't feel guilty anymore. And then Mark says one hell of a quote, and I freaking love this. Direct quote, you spent a lot of time trying to fit in other people's boxes and you shouldn't try to fit in a box. You should wait for someone to build you a throne. Hell yes, snaps. Hell yes. Love that. Live by that. Ladies, live by that. That is one of the best things Mark has ever said. And then Caitlin says she likes that. And I think I made it clear. So do I. Mark says he's overwhelmed by all four of the girls and that they are going to go back to their villa to pick their final dates. And anyone that doesn't get picked obviously has to go home. And then he clarifies that this is the last bonfire all of them will do together. And then it's the end of the bonfire and Paris is crying. She says in the confessional, she's so disappointed that she just has no words. And then she's walking away hand in hand with Caitlin. And she's telling Caitlin how to great she's the bad guy. And Caitlin tells her great is embarrassing, bro. And facts. He's so cringe. It's like unbelievable. Like truly, it's unbelievable. Like I... Every time I watch him, I'm just like, I could never, could never be me. Never in a million years. 
So now we're at the guy's bonfire. Chris, he is saying um, that going into this bonfire is very surreal because Medicella is a single woman and he's ready to embrace the transition and see what he needs to see so he can move on with his life. And all the guys, they just seem very chipper for going into a bonfire. I will say I noticed that right off the bat. So Chris is up first and his clip is Medicella talking about how much she loves her freedom and then it's her making out with Christian under the sunset and they're dancing together. And Great just has the audacity to shake his head watching this. And truly, this is a big statement that I'm about to make. But he, I think he might be the most Delulu man in Temptation Island history. Like even like past villains, it's like they at least were aware of their actions. Like they knew that they were like looking bad, you know. They're like, yeah, like I'm cheating. Like I'm... I'm doing some bad shit. He honestly thinks that he's done nothing wrong. Like, and he's like, when he sees other people doing shit that he's doing, not even as bad of shit. Okay. Like they're just kissing and like making out on her sunset. Meanwhile, he's freaking like naked in the shower, like having sex in the truck. Nafisa's is in his bed every single night. He's painting her naked with leaves. He's trying to hook up with everyone else in the house. It's like, He's shaking his head at like a simple like make out and a dance under the sunset. And like he thinks he's just like God's gift to the universe. It blows my mind. Most delusional man in history on Temptation Island history. So then Chris, after he, he sees the clip, Chris says she's embraced her singleness and it looks like she's entitled to have that the freedom that she wants he's realized that his relationships lack his relationship lacks a lot of the things he likes and he sees those qualities in alexis and reminds him of what he sacrificed with his time with medicella mark wants to know if this new space feels good and he says it feels great because he's neglected himself so much ew because like the issue with their relationship is like how codependent like she was on him and how she had to change herself to his standards and now he's saying like he neglected himself when he's been like on her ass for her to change it's just like ew and mark reminds him there's still a lot to learn and he says it feels better like he feels better after talking to him and he does like i'm still not in a place to say that he's a narcissist because i don't know him well enough and that's like i said that's a very very strong accusation but he is giving like narcissistic energy and traits and he definitely has mark under a spell the way my ex did and then they him and mark like tell each other that they love each other it's like ugh, gross So now it's Rob's turn and his clip is Vanessa and Bryce sitting in the hot tub together. She's telling Bryce that she's really working on being vulnerable and she doesn't want to be so guarded anymore. And she doesn't want to be like that anymore. She says that's not how she wants to live. And then Mark wants to know how Rob feels about that. And Rob honestly seems a little bit salty. He says it's kind of like she has the audacity He says that he doesn't express his opinions with her because that will lead to a fight and he doesn't want to fight. And unless he says he's sorry, and by the way, he seems very mad and very upset why he's saying all of this. Um, And then he says he doesn't like saying this, but it's almost led to a hatred that he has for Vanessa. Strong words, because he's always having to take the L even when he knows, when he even when he knows that he's right. Yikes. 
And then direct quote, it's just the audacity seeing that clip. Mark asks him if that clip could be Vanessa saying that she wants to be more vulnerable. Rob admits that part of him wants to think that Vanessa has changed and that the relationship can be better. But then part of him is also like it's been so mentally exhausting. Do I want to put up with this? Do I want to continue with this? When it's put me down so much and being apart from her has made me realize how much happier being away from her I am. Sheesh. Lots of big statements. And honestly, I know that these two decide to go home together. And I just don't understand how that happens because this is wild. And then he admits that it's just a battle that he's going through right now in his head. So now it's Great's turn. He says, here we go. And the clip is, of course, Tajik and Paris making out. Great shakes his head and he's like flabbergasted by seeing them kiss. Per usual, Delulu King. The clip was so minor to his shit, I will say. I've been kind of giving them both shit in the past because they're like doing the same thing. But now that I found out that she has not had sex with Tajik and it's literally just making out. And this clip compared to the clip that she just saw in this same episode is very minor compared to what he did. I'm just like, oh God. He says, I saw a single girl just doing single girl things. And I put in my notes, if Mark doesn't defend her and speak some sense to this moron, I'm going to lose it. He says that he doesn't feel like Tajik and Paris are actually connecting and that Tajik is just messing around and they're having fun. Mark wants to know if the reason that Tajik and Paris are not connecting is because Paris is still in love with him. Great admits that he hasn't thought of it like that yet and Mark tells him that is something you should think about. Great says he's not doing it as a like a retaliation he has a real connection with Nafisa and Gray is saying she can't be hurt because she was in bed with that guy. And again, I just put, I cannot stand this man truly. Like, like I'm just going to say it. Like when I was in LA, I got invited to a party that I knew he was going to be at. And I literally didn't go to the party because I couldn't even stomach the thought of being in the same room as this man. I was just like, I can't do it. I just, I'm at a point in my life where I can't be around people I don't want to be around. And I detest this man so much. I knew I wasn't going to be able to be like fake nice. So I was like, "Ah, I'm just going to avoid that drama. Plus, if he's listening to this podcast, he knows I don't freaking like him. Uh, anyways, Mark asks if he was in bed with the girl and great says like a complete psychopath. There was a reason for that though. So it's different. Mark says, while it, this is a direct quote, while it hurts and you're, and you prefer that it didn't happen and maybe they did or didn't have sex, but you said yourself for whatever reason, you don't think they have a connection. So you have a lot to talk to Paris about if any part of you ever loved Paris at all. And honestly about time, Mark, like let's defend, let's stop defending some of these losers and stick up for the ladies. So now he says, Hall, bring us home, LOL. And Hall's clip is Caitlin. She is talking to the girls after Hall broke up with her. And Vanessa is wondering why he would want to leave her for a girl he just met. Caitlin says she doesn't know, but she wishes them the best. And then she tells the girls 
that he didn't even look sad, that it's always been about him, me, 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 and it's always been about him. Direct quote, I'm so glad you worked on yourself. You're so selfish as always. And then it pans to the second part of the clip, which is her and Sebi in bed. Hall did seem surprised. I saw a little eyebrow raise. I think he wasn't completely expecting that to happen so quick. They never do, man. I swear to God, like men will like dump you, break your heart, cheat on you, put you in the trenches, and then you'll like move on with someone else and they'll be like shook. They'll be like, oh my God, like they're, they'll like hate you. And you're just like, really, bro? Like, like, what do you want from me? (laughs) Like, you want me to just sit here and like not do anything? Like, of course I'm going to go move on and like get it on with this guy. Like, like, what do you want? So then he's quiet and Mark wants to know what he's feeling. And he says the first part of the clip hurt him more. And the second part is hopefully her starting to move on from him. Mark points out that in the clip, she called him selfish and he wants to know what he says to that. And he says, I've never been first to Caitlin ever. Mark wants to know who's in front of him. And he says her business, her family, our dog, and then me. I could go on for days, but I don't want to talk bad about her. Mark says he's hearing this for the first time and he can understand how he felt. And then Mark tells them that it is time to pick final dates. And after this, there is going to be no more bonfires as a group and there's going to be no more temptation light. He just wants them to concentrate on spending time with their final overnight dates. So now Hall is in the confessional at the end of episode eight and he's saying he doesn't know why why Caitlin says he's selfish. Oh, I don't know, Hall. Maybe because you stayed with her for eight years and proposed to her when you claimed that you felt zero emotional connection. You pressured her to have kids on a daily basis when she wasn't ready. (laughs) Okay, she was just trying to take care of her business that I have a feeling like helped provide for both of you guys and pay your guys' bills. And then on top of it, you stopped paying for her ring behind her back and blindsided her twice, once on national television. But like, that's just a hunch, you know, like I'm not a genius or anything, but like, I don't know. I put two and two together. He says, I've done so much for her and her calling me selfish makes me look like a bad person. Honestly, only a selfish, bad person would think of it like that. And then he finishes it. It's not fair to me. This is what I mean by that. It's like if a good person found out that someone that they just once loved and respected was going around telling people like, I think that they're really selfish. Like, a good person would be, like, hurt by that in a way, like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe I acted in a way that, like, made them feel that way. Like, I I want to clarify that. Like, I, I don't want to be like that anymore. I want to fix that behavior, like, so I don't hurt someone again, so someone else doesn't think I'm selfish. Like, I want to make sure that I fix that behavior in me. They wouldn't be thinking, it. it's not fair to me, like, I just don't want anyone else to think I'm a bad person. It's like, that's how a bad person thinks. They're thinking about everybody else except the person that they hurt. I'm just, (laughs) I've just lived it once or twice. So yeah, Hall, it's not about you. Okay, that's this whole moment is literally proving how selfish you are, is how you're reacting to this is literally, okay, yeah, you're selfish. And that's the end of episode eight. So episode nine, overnight dates. So I'm just going to recap the very beginning of this episode until we actually start the overnight dates because I want overnight dates to be like its own episode because I always have a crazy amount of notes for overnight dates I got like behind the scenes tea stuff like perspective all that jazz so I'm just going to introduce episode nine 
And then next week, we're going to do overnight dates, okay? So episode nine, girls get back from the bonfire and Caitlin is saying the bonfires have been an emotional roller coaster. Paris says she feels disrespected and embarrassed and she didn't even do anything. And Caitlin reminds her that it isn't a reflection of her, that it's embarrassing for him. Facts. I I experienced that same thing. I remember literally saying that on the show when my ex was doing shit. I was like so embarrassed and everyone kept telling that. It's like, Casey, like, why are you embarrassed? Like, he is the one that needs to be embarrassed. Like, he's the one that's going to have to deal with this for the rest of his life and like have this image attached to him forever. Like, he should be embarrassed. And if he's not embarrassed yet, he will be. Like, you do not have anything to be embarrassed about. And, like, same thing, Paris. Like, if you really didn't cheat and you just, like, made out and cuddled, it's like, girl, you have nothing to be embarrassed about. Like, he's the one that did the most. Paris says it's hard because he told her that he was going to be a better man. And Maricela says that's all the answers she needed. True. She got all the answers she needed. Now you need to run for the hills and never look back. Paris is in the confessional saying week after week he is cheating and cheating f-boy behavior and she reiterates that she didn't have sex with Tajik. Single guys come into the villa and Tajik is saying that after bonfires he feels like he needs to give Paris space. Everyone is sitting around her and the girls are telling her she's good and she says bitch I'm not good and they are telling her she's going to be fine and she's saying she's not going to be and I will say Paris loves the drama. I always remind myself how young she is and when I was like 22, 23 I was a dramatic over the top mess as well okay if I was on national television when I was 22 it would have been real messy so I'm not going to judge her because I was a hot mess too but yes this is giving hot mess this is giving I love drama and then Tajik says she'll come in super riled up and I'm like shit I'm not gonna say nothing and you can tell all the single guys are walking on eggshells. I put yikes. This is her age and maturity showing. And then she calls Bryce out because all the guys are like sitting down. She calls Bryce out for laughing and he says he's not at all. And you can tell all the guys are really uncomfortable. Paris admits that she's really pissed off at Tajik because she takes his silence as he doesn't give an F about her. He doesn't ask her if she's okay or all right when she gets back from the bonfire. And then there we're in the kitchen and Sebastian like walks by and she says, fuck Sebastian too as he walks by. This is ugly. Okay, I put in my notes like this is not cute. This is not a good look. Okay, I like Paris a lot, but I hope I think I even put him in my notes later. I hope like she learns from this because this is not this is not cute. She says, fuck you too again to Sebastian. And he says, I'm not even going to take what you're saying seriously because when you do that honestly and then she cuts him off as he's talking and says she doesn't care and is eating her food this is just the worst look like ladies don't do this shit he wants to know what exactly he did to her and the girls turn to him and say nothing and then Vanessa cuts in and says you gotta absorb the magnitude of what we're going through kind of trying to explain why Paris is having such a crazy reaction Sebastian says he gets it but not to say f you to him which is facts okay like he yeah like it's don't take out your anger on him like they didn't do anything in the confessional he says 
with Paris, one day she's your best friend and one day she's like, F you, Sebastian, and you don't know what she's thinking or feeling. And I will say, yeah, you got to get rid of people like this. Toxic as fuck and nobody has time for it. Like any people like this, like you got to get out of your life. And then he says, what is going on in your head? I can never tell. And then Tajik, he's talking to the group in the living room. Paris is in the kitchen kind of around the corner. He's telling the group, whatever that dude is doing, dissing her, that ain't got shit to do with us. And Paris wants to know if he's talking about her. And he continues to the group that you can't say anything because she'll she'll say fuck you to you and walk off before you finish what you're saying. And then he says, where's the excuse? There is not one. And then she comes flying around the corner from the kitchen because she heard all this. And I just put, oh, dear. She's eyeing them down, this whole group, and puts her hand on her hips and wants to know what the pause on their talk is. And everyone is just silent. This is just so bad, you guys. This is so toxic and so bad. Like, I just could, I can't have people like this in my life anymore. And I just, again, I like her a lot. I've talked to her on Instagram. I think she's really cool. I think she's sweet. She's a good time. But this behavior, she needs to cut this shit out because she's going to lose a lot of people that care about her if she doesn't stop this. Tajik he's in the confessional and he's saying he doesn't think it's fair that she takes out the frustration on him and his boys and it ruins the mood direct quote it definitely lets me know okay this is one of those nights where I should shut the fuck up and not say anything and again I put in my notes I hope Paris learned from this like watching this on TV I hope she like took a moment and was like wow like I have an issue I need to fix (laughs) she walks away from the group and then Tajik says Oh, he, sorry, I can't read my notes. I have a typo, but he said, I wasn't raised like that, bro. So now we're over at the guy's villa and Great is spinning Nafisa around, very unbothered. Hall asks Michaela on his overnight date. And of course she says yes and they kiss. Then she's in the confessional. She's so excited because he is her direct quote adventure buddy. And now he's pretty much, I would say, my boyfriend. Oh, Lord. Zero to 100. And then we pan over to Great. He asks Nafisa to be her his overnight date. And she thinks it will be fun. And he's excited that she will be just as excited as him about going on an overnight date together. Then we pan over to Chris. And he asks Alexis. He's like, well, he will be honored if Alexis goes on the overnight date with him. And she says, of course, and is excited for their first sleepover. But I thought they already had a sleepover. I'm pretty sure they did. And the red light went off. But I don't know. Maybe this is the first like 24 hour, like real, like solo in our own little spot sleepover. So then it pans to Robin Des. They are looking super cozy. She says yes to the overnight date. He picks her up by the booty and they kiss and they are looking super coupley. He says he is excited to spend one-on-one time with her and says that their connection is not quite on that level yet like him and Vanessa have, but he wants to keep breaking through. And then... Everyone gathers in the kitchen. Hall is the one that kind of says goodbye to the other single girls. He says he gives his respect and thanks to all the ladies. And then he toasts to Tia, Abby, and Tammy. Tammy jokes around. She says that she's sad she didn't kiss. She didn't get a kiss from no one. And then they all kind of hug it out. Tia wishes them the best, but thinks they should see how genuine the connections really are. Because honestly, are any of these connections genuine? No which I think two of them we find out in the reunion failed pretty freaking quick. 
So Great is then telling Tammy in the kitchen that they will be in contact on the outside for sure. Moment of silence. This man is just the worst. Nafisa is literally sitting right there, okay? And then Nafisa just kind of rolls her eyes and the confessional says she's just happy the other girls are out of there. Girl, you should have been like, okay, I'm not going on this overnight date with you. Like, you're telling this other chick right in front of me, like, let's exchange contact info. We're definitely going to be on contact on the outside. It's like this girl's been trying to get in his pants the whole entire month you've been there. And now he's like literally right in front of you telling her like, yeah, we're going to keep in contact for sure. Nuts. So then Abby says that she didn't build an emotional connection, but she's really grateful for the experience. And then she is pretty sad. Like she gets emotional. And then the three girls are on their way. Then we pan over to the girls' villa. And then, of course, Maricela asks Christian to go on the date with her. They giggle, and he thinks she is so cute. Then Vanessa, she asks Bryce, and he giggles, and he says, yeah, I got you. And then Caitlin is telling Sebastian that he's done more for her in this house than Hall has in a year. Wow, big statement. And then she asks him and he's stoked. And of course, he says yes. And then she's in the confessional kind of talking about her connection with Sebastian. She says she's trying to figure out what the heck is going on with him. Direct quote, there is so much physical attraction, but I'm trying to get to the deeper layers. And then it pans to them making out. That is really relatable. Like, I feel like everyone has had like a really intense like physical or like sexual attraction with someone where it's just like you feel it. Okay, it's like electricity. But then you just like, it's almost like your physical attraction is like so intense that you can't get to those like deeper levels because it's like just too much everyone has experienced that and I feel like that's kind of what's going on with her and Sebastian so Tajik says he knows he should have talked to Paris immediately when she walked in the door after the bonfire and she tells him he's supposed to be her happiness in the house Direct quote, I wanted you, not Sebi or Christian, Christian, you. I will say I like that she's communicating now and it's no bullshit. He says that's fair and now he knows not to ever do that again and he just learned something about her. And then she asks him on the date. I will say this man has game. I've said it once and I'm saying it again. He has some serious game. He says hell yeah and then they hug it out and he couldn't be more excited and that, that they are now seeing eye to eye and their connection keeps growing. So all of the guys that got picked for the overnight dates and the girls wish the single guys on their way. Caitlin jokes that she's going to cry more over saying goodbye to them than to Hall, LOL. And then all the all of them cheers to it's not a goodbye, it's a see you later. They all hug it out. And Christian is going, he says in his confessional, he's going to take this experience into the real world and find the one he's been looking for because he knows she's out there. I'm just saying, if you're into older women, I'm I'm a lot older than you. Slide in those DMs, baby, because I think you're really hot, immature. Did I just like totally hit on this guy on my podcast? Okay, like nobody take this that seriously. Okay, I re- I'm just talking shit. Okay, like I think you're hot, but you're way too young for me. <laughs> okay, Caitlin, she hugs Mike goodbye, and then they do a cute little confessional together and it's wholesome buddy friend zone vibes. And that's where I'm going to leave off because I think we're about to dive into all the overnight dates and I want to do a whole episode dedicated to that, okay? So 
yeah, you guys, I think um, maybe just a few more weeks and we'll be done. Next week, I'm going to do overnight dates. The following week, I'm going to do, yeah, but honestly, by the end of October, or not the end of October, that's really long. Definitely by like the beginning of October, we should be done. Okay, so a few more weeks, we're going to have season five all ready to go. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's definitely a longer episode than what I've given you guys lately. We talked a lot of shit. I went on a lot of rants. Um, I don't know, you guys. <laughs> That's it. I feel like I went on so many rants today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Per usual, if you guys have any questions or concerns, you can always email me to itstemptingpod at gmail.com. Please check out the merch site, you guys. It's temptingmerch.com. I sent out some more merch this last week, so you guys should have gotten emails with your tracking info. If you guys ever have any questions about merch, you can always email me, DM me, whatever works best. Please go like and follow me on Instagram at callmecase or it's tempting pod. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please go like, follow, subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please leave a five-star review. Please leave a review. I'm trying to get better written reviews on Apple Podcasts because I definitely made some people mad when I took time off from my car accident. So if you guys enjoy the podcast, I do, I'm not telling you to go leave a five-star review, but if you do enjoy it, I would appreciate a, a nice review. So that would be cool. Um, I think that's it, you guys. So happy Tuesday. Enjoy your week and I'll see you soon. Love you all. Bye.